The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today, 931-381-2663, or visit mtbj.net. sports talk you'll only find here it's southern middle tennessee sports today yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself once again live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow oh mo you got to uh do something pretty cool last i night. really did yeah um midday yesterday i got a phone call said um yeah, we're having a draft party for Keon over here in Shelby. Keon being Keon Johnson, the former Webb School standout and the former University of Tennessee guard. He of that hammer down dunk against Georgia that the rim might still be shaking from, I think. But um got a phone call. Said, Yeah, we're we're having a draft party for Keon. I'm like, Oh, cool. Where is it? Well, Keon's in New York, but Everybody else is getting together. So they had about 20, 30 folks at the house. Um, had a couple of big screens going and that kind of thing. And it was amazingly cool. I mean, it, it's something I've never been involved with, a, a draft party. I attended the 96 NBA draft over in Charlotte when Ron Mercer went six to the Celtics. But other than that, that was the first time I'd done anything like that. And it was really nice and I was really, um, you know, thankful to the family for for inviting me over for that. So it's pretty cool. I got to go to um, Zach Cunningham's, which was pretty cool down in Pinson, Alabama, when wow. he was drafted. So that that was cool. And draft draft parties, especially when no no anchor down, not nothing right now. Anchor down. Sorry, delay. <laughs> buzz buzz. Sidetrack. Buzz uh. buzz. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening to yesterday, listen to yesterday's podcast oh, for that Jesus. one. Yep. <laughs> I'm over here kicking tables, rearranging and stuff. furniture. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And so it's it's nice to to get a chance to see how everybody else reacts to that. It's just it, what was funny was okay. So well, not funny, but funny. Um, so Keon, funny thing happened. Funny, haha, or <laughs> funny? No, yeah. it was kind of. Uh-huh. It, yeah. And as you look back at it now that you removed from the situation with. Some hindsight, it was kind of funny, ha huh? At the time, <laughs> not so much. Because Keon goes 21st. And so, from 10 on, okay, this is it. This is it. Oh, this ain't it. You know, and, and they're like, oh, oh, man. You know. And, and how many videos did you have to delete off your phone if you're, you know, videoing the, the TV and everything? About 12. <laughs> At least 12. <laughs> yeah. But so. but it was cool. Uh, again, they they were genuinely excited for. And what was crazy about the whole thing is okay. So the Knicks take him 
at 21, and then they immediately trade him to the Clippers. So be, before, by the time he's got the New York Knicks cap on, on TV, he's a Clipper, which the family was saying that was where he wanted to go all along because he loves Kawhi Leonard. Well, so. let's uh, – that reminds me of another story. When Mo Patton calls R.A. Dickey and says, what's it like to be a twin? <laughs> <laughs> and R.A.'s like, I'm sorry, what? I, I, <laughs> I, th- I, thought I, I thought I was a Mariner. <laughs> no, no, bro, you're a twin because they just took you in the Rule 5 draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind Green. of kind of Forrest Gumpish, you know. <laughs> That's how it goes. The way I tend to be in the middle of some of those things. Yeah, but oh man. Yeah, but yeah. To to your point, to your original point, it was a nice night. Proud for Keon, upset for the University of Tennessee because I sure would have liked to have seen him play there for a couple of more years. But we'll. It is what it is. I, yeah, I'm glad well, for the kid. You know what I was most disappointed with really was Atlanta went picked at twenty. And I would love to have seen him there where folks could get down there relatively easily and see him as opposed to New York or L.A. Well, so, at least he gets to go to L.A. Yeah. Good there's, luck. There's worse places to There's be. worse places. Yeah. Uh, other top story news out of the world <laughs> of sports. The Southeastern Conference uh, confirmed yesterday that Oklahoma and Texas will be – members of the conference, and they are slated to begin play in 2025. That will never happen. If you believe that, <laughs> I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona I'd like to sell you. Something about that. And I'll throw the Golden Gate in free. Uh, <laughs> um, any chance they play next year? Yes. I think there's a better chance that Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC next year than there is that they are still in the Big 12 in for the 2024-25. Yeah. So, I agree. I'm thinking 23 makes more sense with the playoff expansion and it gives them a little more a little less money they have to pay. Yeah. But the Big 12 may not allow them to stay. They may say, y'all got to go because we got these other schools coming in in the near future. Well, so let's get those other schools coming in right, first. But, if, but that could be a possibility, too. So, I mean, it's all going to be a fluid situation. When's the last <laughs> time you heard that, JP? It, hadn't, hadn't used that one in a while. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, as we were talking off air yesterday, the idea of the AAC – being proactive in this shakeup may not be as cut and dried as we originally thought. Right. Yeah. But the NCAA, I guess, bylaws or whatever state that the Big Twelve is among the five conferences with voting autonomy, and I'm I'm not entirely sure what that means, other than they can negotiate without the NCAA's basically their consent. Uh, so when you say negotiate, you mean like television contracts. TV contracts and 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 um, just other things of that nature. There, the licensing and and those sorts of things, they can do that without the NCAA being involved. Uh, that is what Power Five conferences kind of mean. We all know what they mean on the field, but mm-hmm. off the field, it actually has real meaning. So the Big Twelve may not be uh, gone yet. So we'll see what happens. Even though they're gone. At this point they are. There's no there's no like 
there isn't anything that says you have to have 10 teams or you have to have whatever. It just says the Big 12 Conference. So if there are three teams, <laughs> whatever it, it is, it, whatever makes it up. <laughs> yeah. So, Although I'd have to say, how much negotiating power does the Big 12 have as currently little. configured? Very little. Almost as much as the AAC has, even with the NCAA involved. So that's, it's unfortunate for them. Does it not seem like those two conferences should kind of merge together? Mm-hmm. What's yes. left of the Big 12? It absolutely does. I mean, doesn't when, it seem that's where we're heading? When you look at the makeup of the ACC, it makes perfectly good sense. I mean, when you talk about Houston, Tulsa, Memphis, TCU, um, no, 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 I'm sorry, TCU is in the Big 12. But, but to, uh, to our point exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, Cincinnati. SMU yeah. is uh-huh. in the AAC. Yep. So, you know, I, I think that what you've got left of the Big 12 and what is in the ACC. AAC. What See, a, that's where you a, get messed oh. up. That's 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 where you go. Oh, the, the huh? ACC wants the, this. No, the, no, no, no. That's no, the AAC. You don't want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the American. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Um, it seems like there is a nice, influential, competitive conference in there somewhere. Oh, there's definitely May not, in there. Perhaps not in their entirety, but probably not. But how do you kick teams out to get, you know, four to six of those Big 12 teams in? Who do you kick out and then what? Looking at you, Temple. <laughs> Temple, I mean, there's, East, East Carolina. There's some teams in there that would be a problem. Uh, yeah, um, vulnerable, you would say. Yes, yes, very definitely. Yeah. Oh. Man, it's been a crazy trade deadline day. We've got a big show for you because we're going to talk about that trade deadline. Uh, that'll be in. <laughs> and some managerial departures as a result. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll also continue our high school football previews with Lawrence County football today. So we'll get a little buzz, buzz. LCHS over there. <laughs> and uh, in the second hour, we have Jeff Hem, uh, Nashville Sounds play by play voice. We'll also talk to Jordan Campbell of Fox Sports Shoals, talking Big South and UNA. And then we'll get T. Willie to finish us off with some NASCAR as they still aren't racing, but they will be soon. Still some big news in NASCAR coming up. So uh, here we go. Let's uh, Before we get out of here on this first segment, JP, let's give them the Friday rundown. This is the Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. Thursday baseball action saw San Diego defeat Colorado 3-0. It was the Brewers all over the Pirates 12-0. The Reds defeated the Cubs 7-4, and the Braves ended their five-game series in New York with a 6-3 win over the Mets. In Olympic action, I I, I dare to say last night, but uh, (laughs) overnight, whether it was yesterday or this morning. While you were sleeping. (laughs) Right. Women's soccer, the Netherlands and uh, United States women's national team uh, played to a 2-2 draw, but the United States advanced on penalty kicks. 
In baseball action, it was the United States 8, Israel 1. And in women's basketball, it was Team USA 86, Japan 69. In baseball action tonight on ESPN Plus at 6.07, Kansas City plays at Toronto. It's actually at, in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. yes. It's not Dunedin anymore. Yeah, at 6.20 tonight, the Brewers open a three-game series at Truist Park against the Braves. That um, Again, that's a 6.20 start on Valley Sports South. Pre-game begins at 5.05 on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM. And out on the West Coast, Colorado plays at San Diego. That game is not being televised. At least not nationally. Nationally. But Loretto standout Ryan Weathers gets the start for the pods and looking to go yard again. <laughs> right. And tomorrow on FS1, there's a doubleheader. First at 3.05, it's the A's at the Angels. And then at 6.15, following that, the Cardinals host the Twins. And then finally at 6.20, Braves and Brewers continue their series on Valley Sports South and WKRM 103.7. 12:20 on Sunday afternoon, Brewers and Braves finish up their three-game series at Truist Park. Again, that's 12:20 on Valley Sports South. Pre-game will be on WKRM starting at 11:05 at six o'clock Sunday evening. The Red Sox and Rays will be shown nationally on ESPN. And that's going to do it for your Friday rundown on a Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Brought to you by Chip Walters. Choose Chip.net. All right, when we come back, it's Lawrence County football preview, which means it's the Alex Car Show. (laughs) Car Show? Yes. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) wrong one. It's all right. We will uh, talk about uh, Lawrence County on the other side of the break, so stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio right after this. your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, JP Plant on the buttons, and intern one. I guess he's just the intern. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. He's just. 
intern. The intern. Yeah, you're the only intern left now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Always, <laughs> always number one. He's yeah. Num- you know, maybe may intern in the program, but number one in our hearts. There you go. The last man standing, basically. <laughs> so I don't want to be the last man standing. No, wait a minute. Maybe I do. Yep. Yeah, I think you do. That that's one of my favorite <laughs> new Willie Nelson songs. It's like, oh, my friends are dying. I don't want to be the last one standing. Oh, wait. Maybe I do. <laughs> oh, man. Willie's a treasure. It, no doubt there. Zero doubt there. Time to continue some high school football talk, as we have been doing over the last week, and we'll continue to do over the next two weeks as we preview local high school football teams in the area. And today, we talk a little. Lawrence County, Lawrenceburg, the and purple and gold. Now would be a good time to mention today's scrimmages that we neglected to mention in the rundown. <laughs> we did. Now is a great time to do that. Uh, yeah, before we get into this Lawrence County preview, let's just mention that among the um, scrimmages we've got going on this evening, Summit goes to Riverdale, Overton is at Independence, Columbia Central visits these very Lawrence County Wildcats that we're getting ready to talk about. Um, Hickman County will be at Columbia Academy. Spring Hill goes to Lebanon. Huntland's at Richland. And Mount Pleasant is at Cornersville. So, you know, if you're jonesing for a little high school football, you got options. Options are good. Options are good. We like just, just so you know, tonight you will not see – Typical high school football. No. Uh, they will start, stop. They'll line up each other. They're going to do all kinds, especially Columbia Central, who is just literally getting their bearings. I was out at practice yesterday, and it was a lot of repetition. So that's that's what you're going to see tonight is a lot of repetition. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for anything close to a finished product tonight, stay home. Um, as we talk about Lawrence County, Mo, it's it's been a long time since 2014, um, when Lawrence County last won a district title, and I believe that's their only district title in school history. Um, so they had one fifty plus years ago, but in the modern modern <laughs> era. Okay. Yeah, thank yes, you. you are I, safe I was like, I, I mean, it's been a minute if if they won one otherwise. So this team is is unfortunately in a nine team district in a district that goes from the state line to state line mm-hmm. and includes includes Pearl Cone who includes the- Pearl Cone includes Tullahoma includes Marshall County. Yeah, and I think somehow those three are going to comprise the top three when the smoke clears i so, can't imagine anything but, otherwise but but yeah i mean a nine-team region it's a few more teams than you would really like just from the standpoint that you'd like to get out and maybe schedule some folks but you've only got two non-region slots so well as i said lawrence county only needs two they got summertown and loretto to start the season <laughs> well, but you know they have traditionally played yeah. Central. They have traditionally played Giles County. Um, I think they're playing Marshall. Oh, no, Marshall County as a region game. That's they right. have to yeah. play Marshall. So yeah, County. yeah, they, they yeah. So okay, but yeah, um, 
going to be an interesting season for them. As you mentioned, you you would expect it to be the Alex Carr show. Um, really dynamic at quarterback for them. He's, he comes back for his fourth year as a starter. Um, gives them a chance to get some things done offensively. What I'm more um, impressed with on paper is the size that they're going to have working in front of him on the offensive line there. I mean, they've got two or three guys upwards of 275. Jaden Sisko listed at 6'3", 284, so come on. Well, he's a senior. He's um, apparently moved into the area. Um, you're also talking about a junior, Lee Santos, who's 6'4", 300-plus. A um, couple of sophomores, Evan Coltus, 6'1", 280-plus, and Jacob Bertieshaw. Six two two seventy five. So is that how you say it, Birdie Shaw? That is correct. It's um, not Bird us, y'all. No, Birdie Shaw. That's I correct. Like I, I do want to comment quickly. You mentioned about the size. There, there is a reason for that. They, uh, I don't know if you remember Charles Sweeten. Who, the name uh, sounds familiar. Yes, I can't really he played place it. in the early two thousands on a couple of the really good Did teams. Did he play at Tech? Uh, he played at UT Martin. Martin, okay. and then uh, was in camp. For uh, a couple of NFL teams, okay, uh, including the Denver Broncos, played in a preseason game not too long ago. He has a training facility, and so he is now somewhat on staff as the strength and conditioning guy. Hmm. Uh, and so, so there is someone who is helping with building that up, and and I think we're starting to see some of the fruits of that labor. That's awesome. He is listed among the assistant coaches, so I would assume yeah. he is an official strength and conditioning. He, he coach. Uh, yeah, he's he's been in and out for a, a few years and they've finally been able to to make that official and um which which I think gives him more time with uh with the student athletes now. You know, anytime you've got somebody that has that type of background that, you know, collegiate that NFL background it gives you a little street cred when you come back and deal with these high school knuckleheads and he was an offensive and, lineman by the way i didn't i didn't it, mention that that's yeah that was his position so um these guys got somebody that's been there done that and that should help no doubt david marston enters his 19th season i believe as head coach that sounds correct he got to be one of the longest tenured Around at least in these parts, yeah, Yeah, certainly. Um, 80 and 109 overall since uh taking over the program in 2003. You know, like you said, this is a team that you know they really haven't had much sustained success, but they did have several years, you know, that right there in that middle 10, you know, mid 2010s, I think 2012 to 2015, they made the playoffs each year, that sort of thing. And it all starts at quarterback if they're going to get if they're gonna play for a spot in that in that playoff, which is only four out of these nine teams, and these are a tough nine. Right. If they're gonna play for a spot, it's all gonna come down to Alex Carr and what he's able to do. The thing about Alex Carr is he's kind of a, he, he's more mobile than he is a passer. He he likes to run the ball. Yeah, and and he's a guy that can put pressure on you when he can get out on the edge. I mean, and doesn't mind taking a hit. Um, tough kid. 
rushed for upwards of 600 yards last year, threw for another 600. So, I mean, he can do some damage with his arm. But like you said, he's primarily looking to make things happen with his feet. Um, Probably when he does turn and hand it off, Samuel Bradley, another senior, is going to be the primary ball carrier for them. And that's a – you know, it's a two-way guy. He's going to play some on defense as well at linebacker. Where <laughs> some. He had, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> they hope fit, he plays a lot. I, well, I, I bet they hope he doesn't have to be as active <laughs> as he was, though, when he had 57 total stops last year, um, 11 for lost yardage, top returning tackler. So, you know, ideally he wouldn't be quite so busy because, again, they're going to be looking for him to contribute pretty heavily on the offensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, uh, this is a this is going to be an interesting year for them. As you like, you said they 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 get they have to play eight region games, which means they only get Summertown Loretto to start the year, and then it's uh, Montgomery Central at home. They have Greenbrier at home, then they're on the road. They have to go to Nashville twice, Pearl Cone and Glencliff, and then over to Marshall County uh, October first. They come. actually that's a Thursday night game. You're right. It yeah. is a Thursday night game. Yeah, that ever it must be fall break that weekend because Summertown and Loretto are playing Thursday that week as well. Both of those will be um September thirtieth ball games. The the latter for the Pegasus Cup. It's fair week. Oh. Yeah. Which Oh my bad. Typically what well, what they do is Friday is fair day in Lawrence County. Kids are out so of they're school. Not, they're not in school. And then they typically try to take fall break the following week. So Okay, yeah, they try so, to schedule those Thursday so games. Must be fall break that week. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> the, they'll uh, they'll be off the next week, mm-hmm. and that Friday night will be uh, Raleigh Green in concert in Lawrenceburg on on October first. <laughs> Jacksonville State grad. There you go. There we go. I, the only reason, so let me tell you why I knew that is because when I saw that he was playing on Friday night, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> But now if there's Thursday night games, I might be able to talk Mo into letting me go. <laughs> well, Riley would be playing on Friday the 8th. Is that correct? No, the fr- the fair starts on Friday, right? It starts on Friday. No, the, that's the end of fair week. They take a fall break the week after the fair. Oh, so this is – okay. We don't do that stuff in Williamson County. So, I, I don't – we don't – you know. We get the fair out of the way before school starts. Yeah, they, well, here, they they don't want to be on fall break during the fair. Well, because right. they want everybody in town. They want everybody to going go. Going to the fair. So, okay, Friday gotcha. of the fair week, which is the end, obviously the end of the week um, for the fair, is when they take their fair day for school. And then the and following so, week is okay. when they okay. do Okay, and fall so break. that Friday after Lawrence County plays on Thursday night. They don't go to school for like 10 days. Yeah. Correct. But but that Friday is when Riley Green is playing. That's correct. Is that what you're telling me? The Friday after the Thursday game. Yes. Correct. The very next night. We'll talk about it. So go team. Yeah. I'll just pick one of those to cover that that Thursday night. Get your game for the week. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Mm. Five five games. I'm sorry. Five times last year, Alex Carr rushed for more than 75 yards uh, and. They had 39 tackles for loss last year. Uh, they returned players who accounted for 19 of those 39, including 11 by Bradley. Mm-hmm. So, so they got some, you know, they got some nice pieces to work with. But like you said, that that new region is really going to be tough. Brutal. 
Yeah, again. not just for them, but for everybody. Are you well, kidding? Pearl Cone moves up to four A, and they're like, "You mean I got to play Tullahoma and Marshall County?" Yeah. Thanks for the and, <laughs> your and, reward is. And as you mentioned, after that September thirtieth game at Lewisburg, they're open the following week. They come back at home on October fifteenth against Tullahoma. All they did was go twelve and one last year, and got put out by uh, Nolansville, I believe. Yeah. Yes, by one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finish up at home against Hillwood and then at Creekwood. So interesting. Very. To say the least. It's going to be a fun year for Lawrence County, I have to imagine. Um, I notice on the Lawrence County coaching staff, a Nathan Hartsfield. Are you familiar? Yes. Former baseball coach at Lawrence County High School. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Any relation Any to, to Kit, Kit Hartsfield? Uh, from- yes, <laughs> yes. There, there are relations. Yes, part of the Hartsfield clan mm-hmm. of Large <laughs> County. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there is one. <laughs> there's in some capacity, yes. There's a clan of everybody down there. <laughs> like if you're if you have a last name in Lawrenceburg, you're just part of a a, a cluster somewhere. <laughs> a gr- a group of people, family yes. ties. Is that what you're? Yes, that's what I'm saying. There, there's reference a, there's clan? a cluster of. I guess he's saying clan in, in the best sense of the word. You said clan first. Yeah, a clan of people. <laughs> but yes. yes. Anyway. But see, see, I just left it at that. No, I'm just. Then going. you bring attention to it. I, I was just saying that most people who are in Lawrenceburg have a cluster of family because they don't leave their family. Everybody stays. I love it, Mo. I start. I start digging a hole, then I hand him a shovel. <laughs> I'm just saying. He brings his own. <laughs> I don't. There, I don't know how that's how that that's that's controversial. There's one kid that I want to mention um, that I'm looking forward to seeing for Lawrence County, and that's the sophomore Jacobri Stevenson, six one one fifty, slender kid, but crazy athletic, shifty. Yeah. 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 Um, he's going to play some receiver. For Lawrence County, I would imagine he's going to play some corner as well. I think I saw him a little bit when they were over here at Central in 7-on-7. Um, Just a dynamic-looking kid. He just needs to maybe get in the weight room a little bit and and just get a little work. And they've got a guy. They do have a guy. You mentioned that. That's right. They know a guy. They know a guy. Exactly. All right, that's going to do it for high school football on this Friday. Super excited about high school football. Two weeks away. Two weeks away. Unless you want to go to Lawrenceburg tonight and check out Columbia Central and Lawrence County as they scrimmage. And I bet they do have a pretty good crowd. Well, I mean, it's the first scrimmage in two years. So, right. (laughs) Didn't have any of those last year. So, it should be fun. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk trade deadline. We're going to talk Braves and such. So, Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. When the Braves play, Chris and Mo are talking about it. Yeah, that's trash can juice. Speak for yourself. For better or worse, on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Back to the Lee Company studio. Yep, they're fans too. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. As we are continuing the coverage of Atlanta Braves baseball and the trade deadline. Pretty interesting and underwhelming. Hmm. <laughs> trade deadline for the Braves this year. Uh, as Craig Kimbrell doesn't isn't going to have to move. Although he's going to be wearing a new jersey. Going across town, down to wow, the south side. Wow, the south sider, Craig Kimbrell. So, that's, that's, a little, that's a little disappointing. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It, it is a little disappointing, unfortunately. Uh, especially considering we could have certainly used him. And instead of... Bullpen help. We didn't get any. Uh, Braves get Eddie Rosario and Adam Duvall. Rosario, who hasn't played since July 6th with an abdominal strain. In return, the Indians received uh, Pablo Panda Sandoval. And hate to see Pablo go. Yeah, I, I hate to see the Panda Hugs go. I don't know about Pablo. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, guys hitting like 177 for the year. So, uh, and he's a, 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 a 1000% uh, pinch hitter only. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's pretty limited in terms of what you're going to get out of him. I mean, but heck, Eddie Rosario is uh, not going to give us anything. Until he gets back off the IR, you know. So, so is the is the abdominal muscle the new Tommy John surgery? Remember when the Braves were collecting guys who were on the shelf with recovering from that? <laughs> so. Yes. Oh man, that, it, Rosario is an outfielder from Cleveland. They also acquire Adam Duvall in exchange for catcher Alex Jackson, which and no one happier than George than Plaster. George Plaster. George Plaster is probably. He, he threw a party today, didn't he? George Plaster is the president of the Adam Duvall fan club. And for good reason. Yeah, for good reason. So, Well, would you look at here? Look at here, look, look at here. Look at here, look at here. She, she's a little bit early, but that's okay. But she's right on time. But she's right on time. Emily Lansdale of Fast Stop, who sponsors our number three today. So all three uh, segments would- of our number three. Hour number three? I'm sorry. Hour number two. Okay. We don't have three hours. <laughs> sorry. Don't scare me like that. We got three hours, Simo. I didn't tell you. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, uh, yeah. Hope you enjoy that. Come on in. What'd you bring us? Let's see here. Uh, get, 
Check out the. Let's hand this microphone here. Put it, put it, put a microphone in her face. There Andrew. we go. So first of all, whoa, whoa, easy, easy. Let's not. Andrew, tear why are you? Yeah, why are you breaking stuff, here, sir? You're just. Uh, I bet it comes out of there. I do bring snacks. So. It doesn't. Um, oh, it doesn't. Snacks. We've got okay. this is lemonade. So, I'll bet you. So I've got that's two lemonades. That's so for me. That's that's across that's across the way. That's here. your uh, favorite. Okay, and I've got straws and all this good stuff, but I've shorted, shorted you one. You shorted this one. That's okay. Uh-oh. We'll I'm figure sorry, it out. So we'll get it right. There's going to have to be some sharing of all. There's another lemonade. Okay, so this I is I wanted the coffee. This is our nitro cold brew, which looks kind of like here. another T- kind of brew. Tell me what this. <laughs> you look at it. Tell me what this nitro cold got a brew nice is. Head on it there, so. Tell, tell us about Emily, this nitro you cold sound kind of familiar with that other one. <laughs> no, stop. You're going to <laughs> get me in trouble. Andrew okay, knows. So. <laughs> here, come over here. Tell us about this nitro Here's, cold brew. Uh, okay, so this is uh, cold brew coffee. Many people are familiar with cold brew. We serve this at all of our fast up markets. Cold brew coffee. It's brewed in a different way, so it's like easier on your stomach, but it still has all the caffeine, all the taste. Um, and then the nitro just adds like a little... A little added punch. Boost. It's like a almost like a carbonation kind of little spicy edge there with the foam on top. So, uh, so there you go. And I brought you. You said you like caramel, so you can add. You can add. Chris likes caramel, so you can add all the flavor you want, whatever flavors strike your fancy. Here's some more stuff. He's so. such a diva. First of all, your Starbucks order is a <laughs> caramel macchiato uh, upside down and all this drizzle. extra yes, drizzle, everything else. This guy, I, I'm come on now. But we weren't talking about me. We're talking about you. Okay, well, I mean, I am a diva. Hang on. So there we go. He ain't wrong. <laughs> okay, so hopefully. So. But I'm sorry, I shorted you. No, no. I'll get you next time. That, that'll work. <laughs> Maybe they'll share. Maybe. So. Not likely. Guys. Not likely. I appreciate it. Thank you, Emily. Thank we you. appreciate you. So All right. have at it, and I will see you soon. Yes. Alrighty. Emily Lansdale with the coming in clutch. With the fast stop, with the fast stop, <laughs> in and out like a fast stop uh, convenience store. Yeah, throw me a straw. Anyway, so they're they're our two sponsor today, as opposed to our three. Yes, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> listen. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> or segment three. Let's get back to the Braves because <laughs> I was half asleep probably when I wrote that. Um. It's a good thing you have no, the nitro brew I was now. Talking, I was talking to Coach Mike is what it was. That'll do it. <laughs> anyway, so the Braves get Adam Duvall, and like you said, George Plaster, president of the Adam Duvall fan club. Uh, he, he's probably pretty pumped today. Outside of that, not much going on. Not and and I, don't, I don't guess I hate it because, again, we're still four games out and we're under 500. You know, I hate it, and here's why. Because we're four games out? Because I don't know really that we necessarily needed outfield help. What we needed was bullpen help. I'll agree. And what we still need is bullpen help. I do think that one one outfielder would have been great, Adam Duvall specifically. Well, <laughs> that's all we got. We got two. <laughs> no, no, you got one. Well, technically, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, you got one that can play. One that can play today. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure – I'm curious if he's going to play today. I bet he plays today. I don't know where Miami was, but Adam Duvall likes being here. He's had a lot of success in Atlanta. Probably should have been in Atlanta from the start of this season. 
So Miami was off yesterday. Where are they today? Um, today they are at home. So oh, he was. Yeah, probably, he's here. Yeah, he's in. He's Atlanta. in Atlanta. <laughs> he's in Atlanta. He's in uniform. He's not here. He lives here, but he's no, not but, here. No, but I mean, he's he's in Atlanta. No, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'm I'm ignoring you, as you should. Yeah, as you should. So, as we mentioned earlier in the show, the Braves opened a three game series today against the Brewers. Um, Braves come in at 51 and 52 after going five and four on that road trip. Um, going three and two in the five game series against the Mets. The Brewers come in at 61 and 42. That's 19 games over 500. If you're keeping count, six twenty start on Valley Sports South pregames at five oh five on our sister station one hundred three point seven WKRM. Tuki Toussaint, or if you like sandwiches, Tuki Croissant. <laughs> one and one with a one three two ERA. Former Vanderbilt signee, by the way, Tuki Toussaint. Did not know that. Interesting. Then now you know. Um, Corbin Burns, six and four with a two, one, two ERA gets the start for the Brewers who do not have a pitcher on their roster with an ERA of more than 4.00. That's not surprising considering they have a plus 90 run differential. Well, the Braves have a plus in one, one plus 47, yeah. uh, which is close enough. Uh, and the Brewers who have been very good this year. Despite also dealing with some injury issues, sure. yeah, uh, they've they, they've but again, the folks in Nashville have kept them going Absolutely. when they needed them. Yeah. So we'll talk more about the Brewers organization in the next hour. Yeah. Um. Again, six twenty tonight, six twenty tomorrow, twelve twenty on Sunday. So here's your stat, not your stat of the day, because I don't have one of those. No, somebody today. else does that. Here is your stat: the Braves. When playing games that would get them to 500 are 6 and 19. 6 and 19. So they've been 500 six times? They've been 500 six times. I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's how bad it's been. And, and in games that they are playing to go over 500, they're 0 and 6. <laughs> <laughs> six and 19, which I guess is better than that Gus Malzahn. Two and 19. You remember the, the guy who was yelling at the Auburn AD? Five and 19. Five and nine. That's what it was. Yeah. Five and 19. Yeah. Five, yeah. When he came from Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, that's The Braves have one more win than Malzahn did. <laughs> Six and 19. And every bit is impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's brutal. Um, I, I, You know. Yes. I'm a little, I'm a little perturbed about this idea that Craig Kimbrell's going to. I mean, the Cubs are selling everybody, and we couldn't make a, we couldn't make a deal. What did Chris Bryant move? I've not noticed. I've not had I a chance to look. I know um, Anthony Rizzo went to the Yankees along with Joey so, Gallo, who was apparently this close to being an Atlanta Brave. You know, at some point. Alex Anthopoulos has to bite the bullet and make a trade. A big one. Not Eddie Rosario, who's on the IL with a abdominal muscle issue. Shane Green was a big trade. Well, I mean, Shane Green and Chris Chris Martin were both trades, right? 
Right, and Shane Green was an all-star the year we traded for him, and then he went well, to— Well, he had been an all-star in Detroit. Right. He was he, an all-star that year. Yeah, I know, and then he came— And then— <laughs> that's, a, that's a good sound. The Braves pitching <laughs> coaches. Anyway. Huh. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're just like, you know what, let's not screw up anybody, and we'll wait till next year and we get a new pitching coach. <laughs> Why wait? The Dodgers— did they? Did they? As far I, I don't know. As far as I know, they got Scherzer and Trey Turner, which now leaves the NL East at uh, the Mets, Braves, Phillies, Juan Soto, and the Marlins. <laughs> that's, that's the National League East. Yeah, pretty much. Did you see the the tweet of Juan Soto the rest of this year? And he's it's the it's um. Will Smith mm, looking around with no the, furniture. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, guys, I'm still here. <laughs> what happened? You know, there you, there was a time when um, the commissioner of baseball or whatever would step in and say, no, you can't make this trade because of, you know, competitive imbalance or whatever it is. How do you let the Dodgers get everybody good? The commissioner doesn't even know who's good. I don't know what to tell you. The commissioner's not a baseball fan. He doesn't freaking know. Yeah. You're you're right. <laughs> That's the answer to your question. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. If Bud Selig were the commissioner today, there's no chance that trade happens. And how how do the Dodgers get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner? And and why if you're Washington do you make that trade? That's what I don't understand. The, the Washington has traded everybody at this point, except Juan Soto, Juan Soto. And I don't understand it. I'll tell you what it does. Schwarber. They, they traded Schwarber to uh, the Red Sox. Goodness gracious. They've literally traded they, they, everybody. They have thrown up the white flag, huh? The, the flag is up. They're, they're done. Goodness gracious. Uh, and then today they'll go out and – Beat the Cubs. <laughs> I, I tell you what it does. Dave Roberts is World Series championship or bust. By the way, the Nationals are only seven and a half out of first place. Yes, <laughs> they just decided we can't make that up. <laughs> so there's that. If we're down seven and a half at the end of July, we can't make that up. All we're right. done. We're we've only got you know nine weeks to go. <laughs> Hey, maybe they know something we don't. I guess. The Cubs are 50 and 54, and they're selling everybody. They're going full-on sell mode, too. So, I, I don't get it. This is the weirdest trade deadline ever. Uh, the, the, the the Padres, who are five and a half games out and 15 games over 500, were trying to be buyers, and nobody was selling to them. Yeah. So... July 30th, 1969, catcher Bob Tillman hit home runs in his first three at-bats. Solo shots in the second and fourth innings and a two-run blast in the sixth, all off Philadelphia starter Grant Jackson. 32-year-old Nashville native's outburst sparked the Braves to a 6-3 win in the opening game of a doubleheader at Connie Mack Stadium. The Braves won. Yeah. Maybe they'll repeat that 50-something years ago. All right. We will... Talk to Jeff Hem on the other side of the break. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around right after this.
Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 